From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a closer look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the nation. Today, On Deadline is looking at a string of murders in the Los Angeles area that put police on high alert 24-7 and drew renewed national attention to the plight of the unhoused. At a press conference last Friday, the Los Angeles Police Department shared that they were searching for a single suspect believed to be responsible for the murder of three homeless men in the city. Police stopped short of actually calling the deaths the work of a serial killer, but other experts said that's exactly what it appeared to be. The killing started at the end of last month, when 57-year-old Jose Palanos was killed in an alley in Los Angeles on November 26th at 3 a.m., according to police. The second victim was 62-year-old Mark Diggs. He was killed a day later on November 27th at 5 a.m. Police were investigating both killings separately until two days later on November 29th. That's when a 52-year-old male was found murdered. Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore told reporters that all three victims were out in the open and alone at the time of their deaths. The department established a task force and a tip line. It also increased patrols in areas where people were known to sleep on the streets. And they warned those without a home to seek shelter and to stay in groups when at all possible. Moore joined Odyssey to discuss the situation last Friday, before an arrest was made in the case. So uh, let's talk very briefly about why the police believe it is one individual who killed three different people over a span of three different days. What's the, uh, the evidence that it's one person, do you think? So what we've gathered so far is that each of these three individuals were alone. Uh, All three of them were sleeping outside and were unhoused. And the evidence we have, including video evidence, is we see a lone individual uh, approach each of them, shoot and kill them without apparently any interactions, altercations, uh, dispute, turn around, walk away. And in each of the three, we also have video evidence, though grainy, uh, of a vehicle that appears to uh, be similar, or if not the same. I know that there are some technical, for example, the FBI has very technical definitions of a serial killer and a spree killer, and you were apparently reluctant to call it a serial killer, but it seems like it is. Well, I've got three homeless individuals that have similarities amongst themselves. They're all male, and while they have different descents, they are all alone. They're uh, unsheltered, uh, and they were shot and killed by a person of a similar appearance in a similar manner and in a very close proximity of time. So we are asking for the public's help and to provide information that might help us identify this individual. If uh, through some error, it turns out that there are more than one individual, then so be it. But we're troubled that in a city that has a large unsheltered uh, population, that this vulnerability of lone individuals by themselves is why the mayor and strong leadership marshalling and mobilizing resources into tonight over the weekend to increase outreach and engagement, to encourage the homeless uh, individuals to seek shelter, to not be alone, take advantage of resources that are out there. We're asking family members of those that have uh, individuals in their family that they know uh, are out on the street to uh, reach out and 
you know, contact them, do everything they can to persuade them to uh, not sleep alone and to, at a minimum, join others. And uh, the best course is, of course, to seek shelter. The folks at the LAPD and the mayor's office have a real task ahead of them because, as you know, this is largely, not all, but largely a community that really doesn't trust government. They don't trust police. So what's the message that you intend to deliver to them to convince them that this time it is really for their own good and safety to get off the streets if they can. Well, the benefit we have here is that this is not LAPD dependent. Uh, the shared responsibility here involves hundreds of, of uh, providers that we just are coming up to the conclusion where more than 300 social service housing providers uh, shared a uh, call with us where we provided uh, uh, the information we have, our request for them to marshal their resources and uh, information flyers and packets that we're providing to them, uh, both in English and Spanish, for them to reach out to this very vulnerable community. Our community. You're right. Uh, law enforcement and homeless uh, individuals at times have a, a very you know, tense and uh, distrusting relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, we're, we don't intend to be the sole channel on this. And we, our people are out. We are increasing our attention to lone individuals who are uh, uh, homeless and are unsheltered and encouraging them to seek shelter and to seek, seek assistance. And we'll facilitate that as they allow us. But really the powerful message that we're trying to send is that we need everyone's hands. We need LA United to recognize that we do have a violent individual, we believe. Uh, if it's more than one, then so be it. But we know we have uh, three senseless homicides that the information that we've gathered demonstrates that these are not some altercation, dispute, or turmoil, that these individuals were relatively helpless, if you will, in the sense of of sleeping uh, alone and unsheltered when they were preyed upon by an individual shot and killed. And uh, we felt, and and I strongly feel, that it's incumbent upon all of us to try to change that course of action that we don't lose another individual. And for that, I'm grateful for our prosecutors, our U.S. attorney, our district attorney have all lent resources. Our federal partners have lent resources, the FBI, ATF, all of our surrounding law enforcement agencies. We hosted an outreach and engagement. None, I'm grateful, none to this point have identified any similar or like circumstance, but their eyes and ears are up as well. And uh, we're all committed to identifying the individual responsible and bringing them before the criminal justice system and, and see that they're fully prosecuted. But we also recognize that we need to reduce the risk for further violence and further loss of life by um, dealing uh, effective outreach and engagement with this very vulnerable population. After police discovered the suspect appeared to be targeting homeless men, the call went out to get as many of them off the street as possible. However, that's easier said than done. Reports from the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority have shown a 9% rise in homelessness in Los Angeles County and a 10% rise in the city of Los Angeles. In total, the Great Los Angeles Homeless Count showed that an estimated 75,518 people are homeless in Los Angeles County. And there's an estimated 46,260 people unhoused in the city of Los Angeles alone. Ken Kraft, the CEO of Hope the Mission in the San Fernando Valley, which provides over 2,000 temporary beds and tiny houses for the homeless population, joined Odyssey to discuss the homelessness situation in California. 
It, it is difficult, isn't it? Because, as I said to Chief Moore a few minutes ago, this is a, a population, a segment of which, you know, they're paranoid, they've got mental illness, uh, they are distrustful of the police, they're distrustful of any, you know, authority figures. How do you convince them that this is a dire situation and that shelter that's being made available to them, they need to take advantage of? You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and for many people that are experiencing homelessness, being out on the street, it, you are incredibly vulnerable and you are mistrusting. You have trusted people only to find out that they took advantage of you, they stole from you, they violated you. And so we have outreach teams that are out there every day that have built relationships, that have built trust. And then usually as trust is built, then we're able to convince people to come inside. I think given the fact of what's happening right now in Los Angeles, this will be an impetus for even more people to say, okay, I'm coming inside. And so between, you know, all the various service providers and with LASA and the mayor's office, it'll be a coordinated effort to make sure when people want to come inside, we'll make sure we can get them inside. I was going to ask you, has the mayor's office, has anybody reached out to you and your group? Yeah, actually, I just got off a phone call right now where there's over 300 individuals from service providers across the city of Los Angeles that are all being mobilized, and everybody's working together to make sure that we can bring people indoors and that we inform people that are out on the streets of what is happening, because oftentimes people that are experiencing homelessness may not be aware. And so we're telling people, do not leave alone because the people that have been uh, murdered were actually murdered because they were sleeping alone and so mm -hmm. encouraging people if you're not going to come inside at least be with other people be in a group to protect yourself when you say there you got off the phone there were 300 organizations what kind of organization i mean don't tick off all 300 but 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 what organizations are we talking about yeah they were all housing and homeless service providers it was an emergency meeting that was called by lapd and the mayor's office and lasa and so it was called and within 30 minutes everybody was on this call and we were just all informed of what's happening what's taking place and then how we can all work together to make sure we provide protection and resources to those experiencing homelessness on the street. Has such a thing happened uh, recently uh, before where there's been such a coordinated effort? I, I've never seen it, no. I've been doing homeless services for a long time, and I have never seen this level of concentrated effort together with all the agencies and departments coming together to address this, so uh, it's quite encouraging. But many have been left wondering what would cause someone to carry out such a gruesome murder spree. Brianna Fox is a former FBI special agent and a former member of the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit. She joined Odyssey in Los Angeles to discuss the recent murders and what makes a serial killer. Let me start off by asking, we had the uh, LAPD chief on, or as well as the mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass, and they both said that it was uh, obvious to them that the motive here was that the targets in all three cases were uh, homeless people. But let me ask you, is the what appears to be the obvious motive necessarily the motive? No, that's a great question, actually. So there's a lot of reasons why someone may target uh, homeless people or other vulnerable populations. One is um, they just have a general anger towards society and really don't have a specific group they want to take it out on. And oftentimes the vulnerable, such as homeless, uh, people that are in sex work or other vulnerable populations, are the ones that are maybe the most unrisky populations to, to be able to commit a crime like this. And so it's actually in their own best interest to do it this way, even though their actual motive is getting back at society overall. And, and you know, we mentioned also up top that the uh, chief was a little bit LAPD chief, was... Uh, reluctant to actually say it was a serial killer. And I know there are kind of different technical definitions from a sort of point of view of what the public understands a serial killer to be. Does that fit the, the profile? 
Well, the serial killer is someone who has committed at least two murders with a cooling off period in between. And a cooling off period is generally believed to be something like going home, going to sleep, having a meal, somewhere where someone could think about their actions and really kind of decide this really wasn't a good idea. I'm not going to do this anymore. A spree killing is actually where they're happening in close succession. So these are multiple murders, but there's really no cooling off period. So someone who's very hot-headed and really just acting on impulse could be going one person to another. So in other words, the difference would be if, if somebody were to, in a period of an hour or two, even if it's in different parts of the city, murder three people, that would be technically a spree killer. But if they go home and or go somewhere and they do another one a day or two later and then another one a day or two later, that would be a serial killer. Absolutely. And the motivations and psyche of those two different types of killer are believed to be very different uh, per the research on them. And one being that the serial killer is really motivated by these intrinsic reasons, but a spree killer is more motivated by anger, frustration, or things that they're just externalizing in this brief burst of, uh, you know, anger out, out at other people. So the person that the police are looking for here, by definition, would be a serial killer. Based on what I have heard, which has been limited, uh, if there's been, you know, days or, you know, multiple days that the uh, murders took place on, it does seem to fit the qualification of a serial killer. But oftentimes authorities are not keen to label some murders as a serial killing because the maybe the mental picture that the public tends to draw on that. And they don't want to have people being exclusionary or, mm. you know, focusing on certain types of people when they think of serial killers in their minds. Authorities announced Saturday that they believed they already had the suspect under arrest for another murder in San Dimas, California. They identified the suspect as 33-year-old Jared Joseph Powell. His life remains shrouded in mystery, though police did reveal that he was pulled over driving a $62,000 BMW that he owns and that he'd been connected to the robbery and murder of an employee of the Los Angeles County Chief Executive's office just days before. Police Chief Moore said that Powell didn't know any of the victims. And as of this recording, there isn't a clear motive behind the slayings. Another bit of info came from the LA Times. That outlet said that Powell previously worked as a gang intervention specialist for the city of Compton. I watched the video yesterday. It was chilling. And I've been in this business for four plus decades, Moore said of security footage of one of the killings. The cold-blooded nature of the crimes and Powell's long history of criminal offenses has some wondering if even more killings will be discovered. Moore told the LA Times that investigators are now trying to reconstruct Powell's movements to see if he left, quote, a path of destruction behind them that we have not yet determined. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey's serving of a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast to stay informed.